Hello one and all, welcome to the A to the K Wrestling Show, where today we are joined by former two-time Intercontinental Champion Santino Morella himself, Anthony Corelli. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us, man. How are you? Oh, amazing. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, very, very uh, awesome days these days. You know, I got two small kids, one and four, and they. Uh, it's just a pleasure to wake up every morning and just... The household is is uh, full of life and laughter and fun and and uh, those are my days these days. Yeah, certainly keeping you busy. That's <laughs> awesome. We've um like we've got uh, children similar age as well. It's uh, it's a really good age. That's good fun. Um, yeah, so four year old started jujitsu, and uh, the one year old is just running amok. And my son started school, <laughs> so it's it's just honestly, I I, I have my daughter's older. She's 27. And for 24 years, you know, I just wanted more kids. And finally, my dreams came true. So I'm, uh, I'm, you know, the expression living the dream. I, I literally am living the dream. So it's, it's a, just a great time in my life. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so we'd like to start off if we could, um, sort of going back to your, your debut in WWE. Um, obviously, the, the, with the storyline starting as a fan in the audience who goes on to win the, the IC title. Um, so I, I suppose first I'd just like to ask you sort of how you felt about that story and sort of going straight into the into the intercontinental title scene. Yeah, well, I knew it was a historic. Uh, it, it was a storyline that had never been done before, where somebody came out of the audience and won a title on their debut. So, so that was, you know, that was an honor. And then, of mm-hmm. course, having the name Morella after Gorilla Monsoon and Joey Morella, that, that was a, an additional honor. And um, I mean, just getting called up to the big leagues is an incredible time in your life. Um, and then it comes with a lot of pressure. You know, you have to deliver. They're giving you this incredible opportunity and, and putting the belt on you right away. So you, you, you have to deliver. And not just that, your life changes. You know, all of a sudden, you know, I was working at OVW and we, we were working uh, live events every day. But you come home to your bed every night, and all of a sudden, I was on the road for like eight years straight. Like just you know, yeah. pack your bags, man. You you're on the road. Yeah, that's yeah. a crazy lifestyle. Definitely life changing. Um, obviously, you've gotten a super extensive background in judo and martial arts, and you know, you mentioned OVW there, where I think you were kind of being already portrayed as that kind of badass kind of shoot fighter character. What was that initial reaction when it was like you're going to be playing Santino Morella? And did you ever kind of wish that you kept a bit more of a serious character? <clears throat> no, I, I mean, you know, in, in a perfect world, I would have loved to have wrestled like that, but you know. There was a job opening, and they don't come around too often. So you seize it, and you you do the best you can. And it's funny; I was actually talking to my students last night about that. So a character is really something to sink your teeth into. It's you can't be married to it. You can't, you know. I have one student that has a very a very good character that he's developed, and he's he's good at it, and I get through to them and let them know, look, if the job comes up and they need this, you, you're this, right? And, you know, I was Boris Alexiev uh, on Friday, April, oh, I was doing the math, Friday, April 13th, and then I flew to Italy on the 14th, and I got there on the 15th, and I debuted on the 16th. So, I mean, the, the day I was Santino, you know, three days prior, I, I'm Boris Alexiev, and then 
that character. I remember asking uh, Mike Bucci, who was at Nova, and I'm like, you know, what's going to happen to Boris? And he's like, forget Boris. This is Vince's idea. <laughs> so you, you are now Santino. And I was like, okay, well, that's fair enough, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I'd, I'd have to ask, uh, were you a fan of, of uh, pro wrestling growing up? And, and obviously with being Canadian, were you a fan of um, Bret Hart and other Canadian wrestlers? Yeah, so when I was growing up, we had WWF. And yeah. that's what I watched, you know. I was a fan of a Jimmy Superfly, Snooka, you know, the British Bulldogs, Hulk Hogan, like that that kind of golden era WWF. Yeah. And uh, even through university a little bit, we watched, we, you know, we would go to the Royal Rumble or I'd go to watch WrestleMania with my, my father and my brother at like a movie theater or something. So I wasn't a diehard fan. I was never yeah. really a, a diehard fan where I would – you know, collect magazines or, or collect anything really. But uh, I did enjoy it and I kind of had a feeling I'd be good at it. And and even to this day, I, I don't watch. Well, there's a lot of content out there. It's almost it's very difficult to watch it all anyway. But, uh, you know, yeah. I just follow along on social media and catch the, the Coles notes, you know, version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you, you you've just you always just made us laugh so much over the years with obviously with that Santino character, and um, I don't know whether you ever had, kind of had this comparison before, but um, like I've always kind of kind of compared you with the likes of uh, with Kurt Angle because someone who could legitimately kick your ass, but at the same time you you dove headfirst into that character and really got so much out of that comedy side as well. Do you think more wrestlers should you know put themselves out there a bit like that, kind of like the way you did? Well. It, there's an interesting, you know, juxtaposition because you can't take yourself too serious, but you have to take the amount of work it takes uh, and the discipline and the industry and the opportunity. And you got to take that serious. That That's oh, yeah, real. Yeah. But, you know, if you want to be Johnny Cool Guy every single day, it's there's just too many. It's been played out. So, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're like a, a muscular badass guy in trunks that's like can you get more generic than that and and they're not looking for generic they're really they're not they're looking for something different and um santino was very different in fact i get from a lot of like a, a lot of wrestlers uh wives or that that are kind of bored with wrestling and they watch wrestling because their husband's in it but they always liked the santino character because it was something different it was someone yeah. who didn't take themselves too serious and uh, you know uh, my job was to come out there and uh be ridiculous and make you laugh and just kind of lighten the atmosphere before the next serious moment you know the comic relief so it, yeah, it was yeah. an honor and a pleasure and and i remember reading an article once that lance storm did and he talked about you know the the, the longevity the potential longevity for a, a comedic uh, character and you know he may not be in the title run all the time but he's gonna have a job and I was there for 10 years and uh, I was grateful every single day, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so when you talk about lightening the mood, one thing that's, um, that we always loved was um, sort of seeing other wrestlers break um, with some of the stuff like, like with the John Cena stuff. Um, so can I ask, like, did it become like a, like a bit of a thing that you'd, you'd sort of try and get that wrestler to sort of break character a little bit? Yeah. Was that like, yeah, always. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the first couple of times it was kind of by accident, but th then it became, 
there's nothing funnier than watching someone crack on TV comedy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Vince kind of said to, to, uh, the, the, the locker room at the time, if you laugh, you know, he's funny. Like, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world. Right. And, uh, yeah. it, it, but you have to laugh in a way, like, not like you're breaking character, but the character can laugh. Cause yeah, he's, yeah he's of course. Cool, yeah. Right? So there, there was always a way to, 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 protected and kind of you know cover it up so to speak but uh i definitely made it a goal of mine to try and crack people yeah <laughs> um and obviously like the cobra as well did you expect that to get as over as it did to the point you're kind of having a standoff in the ring with mcfoley and socko yeah the cobra what <clears throat> was somebody taught me this cobra in in a bar in japan one time and it wasn't it wasn't a wrestling maneuver it wasn't a martial arts maneuver it was like a a quirky little hand puppet thing. And then uh, one day I was having a match and I just looked at John Chana and I said, uh, <laughs> I said, Hey, what, what I'm going to try something in my comeback, you know, uh, just keep, keep an eye out for it. Anyway, immediately I did it at a, at a live event. I think it was to Chavo or Carlito and the audience immediately laughed. And as soon as I came back, he's like, uh, I would stick with that if I was you. That was funny. And it very quickly took on a life of its own. And, and I remember I came to TV one day and Ricky Steamboat was my producer and I was going to wrestle Zack Ryder. And he's like, you're going over with the Cobra? And I'm like, the Cobra? Because I only did it on live events. And he's like, yeah, Vince wants to see the Cobra. I'm like, Vince knows about the Cobra? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, he, he reads all the reports. And um, so he wants to see it. So I was like, okay. And then, like, I swear, after, like, three weeks of doing it on TV, when I would gesture for it, the audience would, like, stand up and go crazy. And and uh, I, I remember being blown away. Like, like they love this thing. It's, it was a strange – to me, it was almost – I didn't expect it. And I was kind of yeah. like, yeah, that, okay, sure, if you love it, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> it's amazing. And then after, I guess we did it for about a year, and then then we introduced the the, the, the sleeve. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Uh, so you're also um, you're synonymous with the the Royal Rumble, um, holding the record for the fastest elimination as well as making it yeah. to the, the final two. Um, and then obviously in 2020, Santina uh, made an appearance in the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, yes. So I just sort of wanted to ask about that record in terms of that appearance. That there seemed to be like because obviously. Santina ultimately eliminated themselves. And um, was that sort of like a, a deliberate message behind sort of where the, the sort of women's wrestling scene is now, where the sort of the world is now, I suppose, or that sort of thing? Uh, if it was, it wasn't a message for me. I, I thought they called me to do the Rumble and uh, I thought they were calling me for Santino. And then they said, yeah, you know, you might do both. Originally they were saying I do both, go out and, and both Rumbles. And then yeah. it became just Santina. So I was like, all right, whatever. It'd be fun to go see everybody and, and go backstage and do all that stuff. But yeah, um, yeah I would have liked to come out as Santino. I think that would have been a little better. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously we mentioned before, two-time Intercontinental champion, a former US uh, champion as well. A man, Elimination Chamber 2012. You're so close to becoming that world champion. What did it feel like when the audience just got behind you the way they did and willing you on? Yeah, it's, it's funny. One of the... I guess what one of the things I'm most known for is coming a fraction of a second away from being the world champion. And 
I don't know anybody else that that is is uh, is known for almost, you know. Um, yeah. And I was talking with Pete Dunn, and he said now they actually call it the Santino spot, you know, where when you uh, want to convince an audience that okay, this is going to happen, the outcome, oh my god, this guy's going to win, and then you swerve the audience. It's called the Santino spot because it was just, you know, the, everybody around the world that was watching that pay per view thought oh shit this guy's gonna win it and 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 we, and we we got everybody you know we got everybody and uh yeah. man even at the end when he had uh his his uh finishing move on me and i was fighting out of it i, I swear i still thought there was a chance you know even though yeah. i knew the outcome i thought maybe vince is gonna change his mind because <laughs> people are behind it and um Mike Kyoto was in Gorilla and he was watching Vince and he's like, man, I swear, I think he was going to, he was this close to changing it, uh, calling it on the fly and changing it. And um, it would have been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, I was one of them. <laughs> I, was, I was watching it, obviously at like stupid o'clock in the morning over here and just being like, do it, do it. So <laughs> yeah. Remember that fondly. <laughs> um, That's so obviously kind of, now. That's crazy. It is crazy, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really um, is. Yeah, I was definitely one of them. Um, but obviously, looking back at, at your time in the WWE, what would you, what would you say were you know like you know we talked about that and um, you know like Rumble record and things. What are some of your kind of fondest memories? And was there you know was there anyone that you wish you would have got the chance to go up against that maybe he didn't get the opportunity to? Um, my fondest memories actually are the are the uh, European tours. You know, we used to come over twice a year and go, and I I, I love. Europe and I was a geography major and going to all these incredible cities and country to country to country on the bus rides and just music and having a good time because back back in um, North America you have to drive your own rental car so mm -hmm. you know everyone kind of has their own cars or you know groups of two or three but this on these on these ones here were all together on the buses and they were just like they were our vacations because we didn't get vacations. And, and those tours uh, were like my fondest memories are the European tours. I, I would have liked to have wrestled, uh, I think, Randy and some kind of uh, Orton because he's just my, you know, he's one of my best friends there on the road for, for a long time. And I think we just could have had some fun. Yeah. Could have definitely done something with the Cobra and the Viper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so obviously, ultimately, you you um you made the decision to retire in uh, I believe it was twenty fourteen. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so can I just ask, sort of, what sort of led to the decision to retire, and and was it a hard decision to reach? No, it was it was my neck surgery. So I had a I had my my first uh, cervical fusion. I had a double cervical fusion right off the bat, and then uh, the, the goal was to come back, and then. You know, a few months after, they noticed that uh, one of the screws was coming out. And uh, and then at the end, by, at the three-month mark, one screw had completely come out and one had come halfway out. Wow. So they had to go back in and take out the titanium. And I think going back in the second time kind of messed things up, you know, um, yeah. cutting through the scar tissue. Um, I just never got well enough to a point where I could come back and wrestle on a full-time basis. I could have a match here and there, you know, yeah, um, yeah. but uh, to do it, uh, to do it properly on a full-time. And, and to be honest, I, I was kind of over it. You know, uh, I just yeah. wanted to come home a little bit and I opened up um, 
Battle Arts Academy in, in uh, 2013. And uh, I actually retired in 2016. So uh, the last two years was me trying to get back in shape and, 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 and get my, not, not physically, like my neck and my back to get yeah. back in shape, to, to be able to come back and perform. But uh, it just never happened. So yeah. it, it was all, it was all good. You know, I had a, I had a very, very uh, full life uh, before WWE and I've had a very full life after WWE. And it was a great chapter. Uh, absolutely a, uh, an incredible chapter. And up until the point that I retired, it was like, uh, you know, it was a quarter of my life. Right. No. And yeah. uh, it, and it's funny, it's it's not even my most recent chapter. Like, I have a whole battle arts 10 years. Next year, 2023, battle arts is it's having a 10-year anniversary. And uh, and then the last, you know, four years, I've had this new family, and, and, it's, um, and that's, like, my most recent chapter. So wrestling is kind of a few chapters back now. Yeah, it's going, you know, from all accounts, it's going from strength to strength as well. Battle Arts, have you opened a second location in Ontario as yeah, well? Yeah, a second location. And then we have a little strength and conditioning location up up where I live. I moved up to the country a couple of years ago, and I've never lived in the country before. I was always a city boy, and it's incredible. I, I love it. Like, I mean, every single season has something to offer. Right now it's going to snow, and I'm like, I can't wait because I want to go skiing. And I'll <laughs> ski all winter, awesome. cross-country, yeah. downhill, snowboarding. In the summer, we live right by the beach. We go to the beach every day. Uh, we have, you know, we have chickens, and uh, it's it's just it's awesome, man. Yeah. My son and I, we go riding the ATV through the woods, and and honestly, it's 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 incredible. That's so cool. Yeah, that we awesome. we we just get rain, don't we? Pretty much yeah, rain. rain that's that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we talked before. Obviously, like um, you kind of maybe would have been nice to have a more of a serious character at times and things like that. And, we kind of got a little bit of an insight into that um, at Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. So obviously you took on Simon Grimm and you kind of came out as a slightly different character. How was that experience and wrestling? Oh, or, you know, I love that. It's funny. When, when he called me, I was like, I, yeah, I didn't hesitate. I was like, absolutely. And um, it was awesome, man. I, I came out as Anthony Corelli. I got, mm. a, I got a, you know, please come back chant. And people were just, in awe to see because when i wrestled at battle arts the original battle arts in japan that that was what we did that was our style it was blood sport catch wrestling mm -hmm. and um that was that that was kind of like a little bit of the character boris he, he brought that from japan so to be able to go back and revisit that it was awesome man it was it was it was wicked um yeah man, i do another one you know in in the future yeah awesome we'd love to see it Definitely, yeah. <laughs> well, and the battle arts pro like the the uh, the brand that I run up here, it, it's kind of like a like a a hybrid between Bloodsport and uh, modern day pro wrestling. You know, I really like the MMA uh, shoot grappling uh, fusion, if you will, and you know stiff strikes like a, a Pancrase style. I, I wish wrestling was like that. Period. I think that's that's just it's my favorite style. Yeah, it's 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 true that you um you, you for your students as well you make you you give them the opportunity to wrestle in front of fans as well, which is something that doesn't tend to happen in a lot of other schools. Does that still happen? You put on kind of shows and yeah, yeah. Lot. So when I, when I built the facility, so I mean, throughout my travels, I always picked up little things that I liked and I found very valuable. And when I was at OVW and I was in the intermediate class with Rip Rogers, that that was one of the things we had our our intermediate class show. And um, 
it was I got a lot of experience from that experience of working in front of a live audience. So I, you know, I took that and I implemented that. And and some of the kids, you know, if you're undersized or you just you know not grasping it, and you might not make it to the indies, and you may not make it, of course, you know, past that. These shows are going to be some of your your best memories, you know, that when you were able mm -hmm. to perform in front of, and, and because it's family and friends, we see, you know, we sell tickets to our family and friends. Uh, we, we stack the deck, you know, and the audience is going to be loud and it's going to be hot and they're going to cheer and boo and, and just, it's a perfect recipe for some great memories. Yeah. 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 It's, like, it's a really cool way of setting that memories up. Um, so we've obviously we've recently seen your your daughter Bianca begin her wrestling journey on NXT as uh, Ariana Grace. Um, yeah. How did you feel uh, seeing her sort of following your footsteps? Uh, well, you know, it wasn't uh, so many years ago. The the, the 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 reason kind of I became so my daughter was identified from a young child as a superstar. You know, it, it was just very obvious she was a superstar and. And now I, I, as a young dad, that's a huge responsibility. Like, you know, if she doesn't become a superstar, it's not her fault. It's my fault. I, I have to be create an environment to, to nourish that, you know? And, yeah. um, and I thought she needed to go to Hollywood. She's like her, her on-screen presence, her personality is it's incredible. Uh, I'm like, well, I don't know how to go to Hollywood because I'm not an actor, but I, I'm pretty good at this wrestling thing. So I sat her down when she was eight years old. I said, listen, I'm going to go be a wrestler. And when I get there, you know, I'm going to pull you in and I'm going to pull you over and, and you can come to Hollywood or do whatever. Cause I go Hollywood and wrestling seem, seems to be, uh, you know, mixing. Yeah. And, and then when she finished university, I was like, you know, do you want to do this? Because, you know, I think you'd be good at it. And, and, and so the, the goal wasn't, the goal was for her to be in, in entertainment in some capacity. Yeah. And, uh, and also, you know, it changed right like so for example when i started wrestling i wouldn't want her to go in, 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 the, in wrestling the way it was back then but yeah. then with the evolution and revolution and and, and the development uh, of women's wrestling i said okay this is something i i feel comfortable putting her in yeah. and so we just focused and worked on that and and uh yeah she's doing great when she comes back she's going to be a uh, uh if everything goes according to plan which it is so far an absolute uh, top player in in the business like a yeah, Charlotte absolutely. Flair type thing, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah she's definitely that. definitely looks like that's uh, going to be the kind of trajectory for her. Obviously, we were we saw that she she suffered an injury. How how's her rehab going after the surgery? It's, it's going. It's everyone seems to be impressed with her ability to heal, and uh, she's keeping positive. And uh, yeah, she, she's on track. It, it, it was a, a setback, but yeah. everything happens yeah. for a reason, you know. I I think with this. Um, big wave of everybody that just got brought back now that Triple H is back. You know, there was going to be nothing anyway for the time being because they, he had to kind of, you know, go back and continue where he left off. So by the time she comes back and she's ready to go, I think this, you know, uh, this wave of new talent or old talent that's now new talent again, once the dust settles there, I think it'd be a good time. Uh, the timing's going to line up properly. And I think uh, it'll be her time to shine. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Um, so have you been able to spend much time back in WWE? And um, what do you think of the the sort of the recent changes with obviously Shaw now running NXT and Hunter running the, the sort of the main roster? Yeah, no, I think the product's wicked. And the superstars they got right now are awesome. Everyone's doing a great job. 
um, it, it's crazy because we have a lot of guys that are approaching like 15 years past it, like Miz and Ziggler and, and mm. guys like Kofi, uh, even uh, Seth and, and uh, Joe uh, Roman. <laughs> they, they're uh, <laughs> Yeah, they're, they've been there for so long. Guys like Sheamus, they've been there for so long. So yeah. I, I think it's a testament to the, the work environment, uh, you know, the fact that they want to stay there that long and they're still interested and still excited to be there. Um, yeah, it's, it's wicked. And NXT is awesome. I, I go coach, uh, you know, a couple times a year, I go down to Orlando and just keep my finger on the pulse, so to speak yeah, of, of what's happening. And, and, uh, now that my daughter's there, I'll, I'll, I'll try and go a, a little more and maybe in the new year. And awesome. uh, yeah, get, uh, <laughs> do some of those promo classes and you know ca character <laughs> development stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually, t I actually uh, focus on more of the uh, in in ring psychology. The character stuff, it's it's. I find it hard to teach. Actually, it's kind of something yeah. you got to feel and you got to know and you got to. It's uh, instinct. You know, it's hard yeah, to I teach that. that. Yeah. yeah, but I can teach you some. I, I I can. I'm good at explaining things, and, and that's really. I can show you something, but if I don't explain it, you know, are you really going to understand it fully? So I'm pretty good at explaining. No, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> um, so obviously we're massively looking forward to seeing you come across to kind of our neck of the woods in Manchester next year for um, for the Love of Wrestling convention. Um, what can fans expect when they come and meet you? Is the Cobra going to make an appearance? Or <laughs> Oh, I don't know, but I'm, looking, I'm actually looking forward to it. I, I'm just talking with someone now, too, about coming there in March. For uh, a wrestling show, uh, I have, it's in Dublin actually, in uh, on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, so nice. that would nice. be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I love an atmosphere though. I love coming. Yeah, I, I want to experience that. That's pretty cool. Um, I love coming overseas. You know, the fans are, are really knowledgeable and respectful, and and uh, yeah, I, I love coming to Europe. I'm going to Poland uh, next weekend. Um, I'm going to Chile in December, and I, I like to limit my things for like one, one kind of big trip a month, mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, then I'm going to shut it down for a few months in the winter, and uh, ski, and then uh, I'll get <laughs> back out there uh, in the spring. In the spring, I'll be a lot more active. I think. In fact, you you, you might see me appear somewhere for one of the major companies and 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 get to work a little bit. I I, I really wanted to wait for my son to go to kindergarten. Uh, yeah, JK, yeah. Uh, he's four now, so he's in school. Uh, you know, you, you never get these years back, you know, and I wanted to be home with him every day. And yeah, and, and yeah, now my daughter as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can relate massively, can't we, yeah, with the uh, little kids of our own that age? So, I yeah. say they grow so fast, don't they? Yeah. Oh, you know, like I look at my daughter, and I'm like, I can't even remember the last time I held her, you know, because she's just been, it's been 20 some odd years. And, and uh, gosh, yeah, I just want to soak up every step. You know, oh, definitely. They tell everyone tells you how fast it goes, but it, it still doesn't prepare you for how fast it goes. I'll, I'll look at social media and I'll see like something two years ago. And my son was like a baby. And now he's <laughs> no. upstairs talking about, Spinosauruses are the largest carnivores and they're bigger than T-Rexes <laughs> and all this stuff. And yeah, it's crazy. Oh. So um while we're sort of mentioning your son, do you think um you think your son may may be interested in following the business as well? Has he shown an interest in wrestling? 
Um, well, his nickname is Main Event Marco. Love it. <laughs> and uh, he came to Raw in Toronto recently, and actually he was on the he was on the WWE's Instagram because he was like screaming in the audience. So I think he got a little bit hooked that day nice. just with the experience of being in the uh, in the Scotiabank Arena. You know, twenty thousand oh, yeah. people, and he was just like, "What the hell is going on?" Um, he's come to a couple events, you know, where uh, I'm cutting a promo and some guy comes in and taps my chest and says, you're, you're washed up, get out of my ring. And I give him a Cobra. So the, the Cobra is pretty powerful in my house. Uh, <laughs> but he thinks, you know, how Peter Parker turns into Spider-Man. So he thinks daddy turns into Santino like a superhero. So it's pretty cool, oh, but awesome. he's gonna, he's gonna have his sister to watch. And, uh, you know, we're going to focus on uh, amateur athletics, uh, yep. whether it's judo, jujitsu, wrestling, soccer, whatever. Um, he's going to do everything. He's, he's like my, I joke, he's my science project. You know, train. <laughs> I post videos of him working out in the gym and he's pushing sleds and he's, you know, doing slam balls and plyometrics. He loves training and, you know, I brainwashed him from a child that we are a family of elite athletes and he's a, he has the spirit of a warrior and all this stuff. So, you know, I'm just going to train them for whatever Olympic sports they want to do. And um, that's, that's awesome. Like you say, it just gives them so many options. It? Yeah. And then after that, wrestling's always there waiting for him, especially, yeah. you know, now that his sister's uh, going to be a role model for him to, to look up to and, and, and hopefully keep that desire, you know, that, that fire yeah, alive. Absolutely. Well, honestly, we know how busy you are and obviously you've got a, a snowstorm to prepare for. So <laughs> yeah. before, we let, <laughs> before we let you go, if you could just um, obviously let, let our audience know a little bit around how they can keep up to date with, with battle arts and, um, and you, you know, you and everything you've got going on as well. Yeah. These days uh, I, I post on, so on uh, Instagram a little bit these days, you know, uh, it's uh, the Milan miracle. I went off Twitter about, I don't know, four or five months ago. I just found it to be a disgustingly toxic environment. And uh, I'm like, yeah, yep, no, yep. Thing. you know. <laughs> and then sometimes, you know, habitually, right? You just look at your phone and you start scrolling. It's the same garbage every day. And it's because you're choosing the things that you see. So I'm just trying to get off my phone as much as possible these days and just disconnect yeah. and, and live my life through my own eyes and not through my phone. But um, Battle Arts Academy, is, it's a really cool facility. If you're a young, aspiring uh, combat sports athlete, um, and, and the way I trained in Japan, pro wrestlers and the MMA fighters, they, they trained together. And then the pro wrestlers would go do an MMA fight, and then the MMA fighters would go do a pro wrestling match. And that was, I fell in love with that concept. So I brought that to mm -hmm. Battle Arts Academy. And I, I think it's a Battle Arts, shit, Battle Arts Academy, BAA. Ah, look it up. Battle Arts Academy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we got a lot going on. We have a huge amateur wrestling program, a huge jujitsu program. Uh, I stopped coaching judo uh, just before uh, COVID. And uh, actually, there's a, a British fighter, Neil Adams. He's the, vo the voice of judo. He's a former two-time world champion. He's, uh, he's retired now, but he's like, uh, you know, a, a mentor and someone I look up mm -hmm. to in judo. He's, a, he's an animal. He's a gentleman, and you wouldn't know it because he's a little older now, but he'll rip your arms off and beat you with them. He's incredible. <laughs> and his brother Lord. actually was a wrestler. Uh, gentleman, oh, my God. 
Adams. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm having a, a memory thing here. Uh, is that ringing a bell, G- gentlemen? Something Adams he trained Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, it's Neil Adams, his brother. Yeah, he's a, a also a British wrestler. He was a former national champion in judo as well. Uh, I gotta look it up. Man. You have your phone there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Put in gentleman something Adams, and you'll see the. Uh, is it Chris Adams? No, gentleman Chris Adams. The name John's coming to mind, but. Maybe just because it flows. Chris, Chris Adams? No, you're right. right. Chris Adams. Ah, Chris Adams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was also uh, a national champion in England for judo. And he, I believe he, was, he ended up moving to the States. And he trained Stone Cold Steve Austin. So the Adams family is, uh, you know, <laughs> they're, they're real. The Adams family. It sounds funny. <laughs> but they're, like, you know, world-class world grapplers. And uh, Neil Adams is, is incredible. If you look him up after, you know, he's, he's the man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He has uh, Neil Adams fighting systems. And so anyway... Yeah, if you're someone out there that wants to get into pro wrestling one day, take judo, take jujitsu, take wrestling. You're going to be so well prepared when the transition time comes. You'll you'll know how to fall safely and and defend yourself. And uh, you know, there's guys that watch wrestling and they watch you know Spike Dudley and and uh, James Ellsworth and 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 they think, okay, if those guys can do it, I can do it. And those guys did do it, but those guys are anomalies, right? And you want to you want to give yourself the best chance possible. So you got to become a bodybuilder. You got to become a high level athlete, a, a grappler, uh, an actor. There's so many different pieces to the pie that yeah. you have to uh, work on to make yourself a, a, a well rounded prospect. And uh, yeah, so battle arts is like the dream facility that I would have loved to have walked into when I was a kid. And you got Muay Thai over here and boxing and, you know, Olympic weightlifting and all, all these programs. And then when you're older, there's pro wrestling waiting for you. So, you know, we do a lot of stuff and it's a real big family and we all support each other. Like the jujitsu kids watch the pro wrestling and some of the pro wrestling guys, they'll go watch the kids in the tournaments and stuff. So yeah. it's a really cool family atmosphere. And I was going to walk away from it in 2020. I just got, you know, with COVID and I had a couple yeah. of, uh, a couple of bad coaches kind of turn me off. And, um, then my, my, my business partners, which I now have business partners as of 2020, uh, David Adam. And because of them, you know, they, they kept it alive and we're actually able to do more because yeah. nobody's going to care about your business the way you are. And, but True. now they do because it's it's our business and yeah. yeah so we have our second location and a lot of a lot of big things um, coming up with, with battle arts and it's gonna it's gonna survive and it's gonna continue to provide uh you know it, it's important and I I very quickly learned that it, it wasn't about me and it wasn't about my business it's about what it provides the the yeah. young athletes because these are some of the most incredible. And when I look back at my judo career from nine to 19 years old at my, my, my home club, you know, those are huge formative years and I'll never, ever forget the friends I made there and what it did for me as a young man. I became strong and confident and I became, I was a national champion and, uh, you know, first you become a provincial champion and, you know, I was different from every other kid because I was just so strong because of grappling sports. And they, they really make you uh, stronger because of the resistance aspect, you know? Um, yeah, so you guys got small kids. You got to put them in judo now. 
Yeah, my uh, my my uh, son does uh, taekwondo at the moment. Um, ah, put so him in judo. Yeah, like one of guys. They're all good. They're all good. But uh, grappling, the, the difference is grappling. Because when yeah. you think about it, to do something in the air, there's no resistance, right? But yeah. to have someone grab you and do this, that resistance is what makes you strong. Yeah. And strength is is completely transferable to anything else you ever want to do. And and that's why like no one messes with wrestlers, man. They got big necks and they're jacked up, and it's all from that resistance. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. How, you know, how, it, how, it sounds. How's your son? Sounds. Uh, he's four. Yeah. It's, oh, okay. It, it, okay. It's, <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs> it's not too late. Yeah. <laughs> Transfer him to judo. First thing tomorrow, he's uh, he's going yeah, to judo. He takes the things. I'm signing him up right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, Ontario is quite far to travel, um, but we'll make it work. <laughs> Vacation. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds. Well, hopefully, it sounds when awesome. I'm hopefully you guys will come up and and say hi when I'm there at the convention and stuff. Yeah, oh, that's the plan. Yeah, yeah, we're hopefully yeah. going to see you there. Can't okay, wait. wicked. Yeah. Maybe we can even go out that night and have a pint. That sounds awesome. Pint on yeah. us. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, thank absolutely. you so much. We we know how busy you are, and to take the time, we just we genuinely appreciate it. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. My pleasure. Uh, I'll see you awesome. guys in uh, next year. Awesome. See you next see year. Take care. All the best. Okay, take care, boys.